Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. are at the podium and we've got it all for you right here powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter at John Stolness. Don't forget to follow BGN Radio on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. Coming up we're going to hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Uh, their news conferences immediately after the game on Sunday against the New England Patriots. The Eagles going down 17 to 10 obviously and uh, we'll also hear from Doug Peterson and his Monday afternoon news conference after he had had 24 hours to reflect upon the ugliness of the Eagles' 17-10 loss to the New England Patriots. And before we jump into all of that, let me just give you my three things about Sunday's action and maybe looking ahead a little bit too here. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of blame to go around and it's mostly on the offensive side of the ball. Lane Johnson's injury, I think on Sunday, hurt more than anything else. They came into the game undermanned without Alshon and without Jordan Howard, but I really feel like they could have made it work if Lane Johnson hadn't also suffered a concussion during the game. In their last 10 drives of the game, the Eagles had seven punts, a fumble, as well as a turnover on downs, and then a failed Hail Mary. The the offense as a whole averaged 3.86 yards per play on Sunday. That's the lowest in any game that Carson Wentz has started, and that includes his rookie year. But as Dave Zangaro of NBC Sports Philly noted, In the Eagles' first three drives, when Lane Johnson was in the game, they had 147 net yards and 10 points, including that unbelievably long 95-yard touchdown drive. Without Lane Johnson, they had seven drives, had 36 net yards in those seven drives, and obviously did not score a single point. And we saw the Eagles abandon the running game in the game, and and a lot of that, I'm sure, had to do with Lane Johnson. I don't think they, they certainly did not give the ball to uh, to Miles Sanders enough in the running game. It's it's criminal that he only got four touches in the second half, and that's on Doug. That's on Doug. That's on Deuce Staley. That's on Mike Groh. That's on the coaching staff. In a game that was close, in a game in which we knew the Eagles were going to have trouble passing the ball against an outstanding New England secondary, we knew that New England had some weakness against the run. And in a game that was close, it's not like the Patriots were up by two or three touchdowns where they had to throw the ball 45 times on Sunday. They could have continued to run the ball. Why does Miles Sanders only get four touches? Well, I mean, I think they certainly should have utilized him in the passing game more and gotten him involved that way. But even running the ball, they completely abandoned the run in the second half really for no good reason whatsoever. But the only reason that makes any sense is they just had no belief that they could actually run the ball without Lane Johnson in the game. And Halapulavati Vaitai uh, clearly did not do as well as Lane Johnson. The, the, the play at, uh, at, at right tackle dropped off significantly once Lane went out, and that's to be expected. Lane is one of the best right tackles in all of football. But their inability or failure to run was in large part to Lane's absence, and I think that enabled the Patriots to focus more on stopping what was left of the Eagles' receiving core and 
that really left the Eagles with very few options on offense. And so I, to me, the Lane Johnson injury hurt more than Alshon Jeffrey. Because let's be honest, Alshon hasn't been playing well. He hasn't really been all that productive on the outside. They certainly missed him on Sunday. I was hoping that the bye week he'd come back healthier from the bye week and, and be able to give this team more production in the second half. Certainly didn't expect him to be out for Sunday's game, and we don't know what his status is moving forward. Jordan Howard, certainly, hopefully you get him back on the field on Sunday, but would they have used Jordan Howard more on Sunday with Lane Johnson going out? Would, would Jordan Howard have gotten more than four touches in the second half? Would he have gotten more than four carries in the second half when Lane Johnson was out? I'm not so sure that he would have. So at the end of the day, the Jordan Howard injury really didn't matter all that much on Sunday because they just abandoned the run. And not only did Lane's absence affect the amount they ran the ball, it also resulted in Carson Wentz getting a lot more pressured. Ron Jaworski noted this on Twitter. Carson Wentz had 48 dropbacks versus New England. I mean, first of all, 48 dropbacks with that wide receiving core is just an idiotic thing to do. But he was under pressure or duress for 22 of those plays. That's 45.8% of his dropbacks he was under pressure. Lane Johnson's departure not only hurt them in the running game, it hurt them in the passing game. Carson Wentz was besieged all day, and saw this note on Twitter too, and I forgive me, I forget who put this up, but since he entered the league, Wentz has a passer rating of 98. When Johnson is on the field, it's 79.8 without Lane Johnson on the field. Lane Johnson matters a whole lot to this Eagles offense, and I think his absence... Him having to leave the game early on Sunday was the biggest reason why the offense was not able to score. So that brings us to our second point. What is Carson Wentz right now? 9 for 24 in the second half for Carson Wentz. 23% on third down. That's a huge problem. You can't win games when you're only converting 23% of your, your third down conversions. And he has no help right now. There's no doubt about the fact Carson Wentz has absolutely no help right now. That's why it's all that much more important to hit the easy throws when you actually do have them. And Carson Wentz on Sunday missed at least three easy throws to my, to, to my recollection, and I'm, I know there were more. But he missed that long pass to Mac Collins early in the game, that deep pass where Mac Collins actually got open, actually made a nice move, and was streaking down the sideline, and Carson missed him terribly. I mean, even before the ball was halfway in the air, Carson knew he missed the throw and was jogging off the field. And then in the final drive, once they got that first down deep into New England territory, two passes on first and third down to Zach Ertz were just terrible throws. He's got to hit those throws. He's inconsistent in the pocket. But as you heard me mention a minute ago, he was under duress 45.8% of the time. That's a problem. Right now, with the way the wide receiving core is and the way this offense is moving the ball, he has to hit all the easy plays. He cannot miss easy plays. It would have been understandable if Carson Wentz has a 50% completion rate and he's throwing he's throwing on target, but his receivers are just not open and New England is batting down balls or just contesting everything. That's kind of what I expect. On the rare occasions when he has an easy throw, he's got to hit him. He's got to hit them. And listen, I'm pro Carson Wentz. I'm not the Nick. I'm not one of the Nick Foles guys. But you've got to be able to criticize the quarterback when he doesn't play well, and he didn't play well. They're paying him as one of the top five paid quarterbacks in football. He's got to play that way at times. So, I mean, he's too up and down right now. And, and I think he was trying to force a lot of things. He was obviously pressing for a lot of the game. He knows that everything is riding on his shoulders. And he's got to be able to stop doing that. He's got to be able to put that aside and just take what's there. Hit the easy throws. And he held on to the ball too long at times. He got sacked a couple of times. Obviously, the fumble can't happen. Just too up and down. 
to Jekyll and Hyde with Carson Wentz right now, I think it's I think eventually he'll be fine. I think once he has an actual offense around him, when they can be in rhythm, when they can get something going, he'll be fine. But this offense has not had a rhythm with Carson Wentz at quarterback since the game against the Rams where he got hurt. They have not been able to figure out a rhythm with Carson Wentz in 2018 or 2019. No rhythm whatsoever to this offense. I don't think Doug Peterson knows what plays to call with Carson in there. I don't think the offense knows how to execute with Carson Wentz in there right now. They've got to fix that. That's not a Carson Wentz thing necessarily. It's on the coaching staff. The whole offense does not flow right now. And they've got to figure out an offense that works with Carson Wentz's strengths. Why are they not rolling him out more? Why are they not putting him on the move more? Why with, with Lane Johnson out, why are they not rolling protection away from, from Halapulavati Vitae in that situation? They've got to figure out a way to use Carson's playmaking ability with his legs. More quarterback draws. I, I know everybody's worried about Carson Wentz getting hurt. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to get hurt on a quarterback draw. He's going to get hurt getting tackled in the pocket and getting his and getting his legs caught underneath somebody. So Carson has no talent around him. I don't think the coaching staff is 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 doing is doing right by him at the moment. But he they he's also got to play better. He's got to get more from guys like Dallas Goddard. I mean, the Eagles went out in the second round last year, two years ago, and 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 drafted Dallas Goddard. Knowing they already had Zach Ertz at tight end, because they believed this was going to be a huge matchup problem for for defenses. Has Dallas Goddard, other than in the running game, using 12 personnel, has Dallas Goddard created a mismatch problem? Maybe he has, and I'm not seeing it. I would love to hear Kisten Solak talk a little bit more about this on one of the KNS shows coming up. But where has Goddard's impact been in the passing game? He did catch a touchdown on Sunday, that's and that's important. But he had three catches for 36 yards. He was targeted six times in the game. I mean, when you know that the that the Patriots are going to focus so much of their attention on Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard has to be your 1A tight end there and being more productive. He had a number of drops in the game. A number of drops in the game, and that has been a pattern for him. He has dro- He has been a guy who drops passes. So, I mean, he, yes, he caught the only touchdown on Sunday. I think that's important. They've been trying to use him in the screen game a little bit more. They need to do more of that. They, he needs to have more of an impact on the field. That's the whole reason you spent a second-round pick was to, for him to make an impact in the passing game, and it hasn't happened yet here in season number two. Final thing, the defense is definitely coming around, and this is encouraging. We were thinking that the defense maybe was only looking good because they played Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen in the two previous weeks. Well, they they shut down Tom Brady and the New England offense. The, the Patriots, one of their touchdowns came on a trick play with Julian Edelman throwing the football. Jim Schwartz actually schemed up against the Patriots. More press coverage in this game, knowing that New England doesn't have a deep threat. They actually, he actually saw what the Patriots had and didn't have and schemed up a defense to stop what the, he knew that the Patriots were going to do. More press coverage. I hope we see more of that because he actually he had cornerbacks getting in wide receivers' faces. Not all game, but more of it. It was a changeup, something different. And we see with Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby on the field together that it's just such an improved secondary. Jalen Mills has been really good since he came back. I don't know how he grades according to PFF. I'm sure he's missed some plays. I'm sure he's done some things wrong. The 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 secondary, they've got to make some plays with interceptions. They had a chance to intercept at least three passes on Sunday and just have no ability to come down with the football, but at least they're breaking up passes. And what we saw was the Eagles tightening up in the red zone uh, on Sunday and forcing field goals instead of touchdowns. That's a, That had been a staple of Jim Schwartz's defense. Yeah, teams might get inside the 30 on them, 
but they would stiffen up near the goal line and force teams into field goals. We saw that with New England on Sunday. That's a, a Jim Schwartz defense specialty, and that's what happened. That's what we hadn't been seeing in the last few weeks. T- teams had been converting those trips inside the red zone into touchdowns. Uh, we're also seeing more from the defensive line. I think we're, we're finally starting to see Fletcher Cox make a little bit more of an impact. Brandon Graham make more of an impact. Derek Barnett, again, got close to a sack. Couldn't bring Tom Brady down on, on that one play where it just seemed like he was going to swallow him up. Barnett's got to figure out a way to finish some of these plays here. But uh, overall, the defense played a very good game. Kamu Grugier-Hill popped up on the, uh, on the on the TV a few different times. And I know he graded, graded out well. I think it was the Eagles' third highest graded defensive player on Sunday. He looked good. you got to be pleased with what you've seen from this Eagles defense, and maybe that's a reason for optimism moving forward. Anyway, let's hear what Doug Peterson had to say about Sunday's action, and we'll hear from Carson Wentz as well, and then we'll get uh, Doug Peterson's uh, thoughts uh, after he'd had uh, 24 hours to reflect on the Eagles' 17-10 to loss to the New England Patriots. Offensively, uh, obviously after the, the long drive, uh, I assume it didn't go as you uh, projected how, how did not having Jordan Alshon affect you offensively? Um, I mean, it, it affects you, uh, you know, um, in, in 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 a few ways. But um, you know, I thought I thought that uh, you know, really to that that long drive to score was obviously something positive. We had a nice little mix there, running pass, and we stayed kind of positive, you know, ahead ahead of the chains there on first and second down. Really, at that point. Um, I felt like that, that, you know, we, we, we kind of found ourselves going backwards a little bit and, and in games like this too, I mean, you know, the, the, the penalties, whether they're pre-snap or, you know, uh, during the play, obviously the, the turnovers and, and then, you know, uh, just lack of production overall as an offense really kind of kept us, uh, uh, you know, kind of stymied the rest of the game. The guys are uh, the guys are disappointed. I mean, it's uh, I mean they're frustrated. You know, um, they understand that uh, we're we're a better football team than, than what we played and tonight. And um, you know, uh, it's just um, we just have to. We as coaches, we got to coach better. Obviously, we understand that we got to play better. We didn't make enough plays. I thought the defense really kept us in this football game for the most part. Um, and, and, and then offensively, we just failed to execute, you know, and, and uh, something that the guys really pride themselves on. We all do. And, and um, uh, it's just, just not enough not enough plays there. What was your assessment of Carson's performance, particularly on the drive where they got, you got down there uh, late in the game? Um, yeah, I thought overall, you know, he, he really was, was, was into, the, into the game plan, into the game. Uh, you know, made made some really good decisions. Uh, I think, you know, where where it kind of was hard for the offense was really, you know, on first and second down. The, the success we've had leading up to this game was we were positive on first and second down, and and we were in too many second longs and third longs today, and you know that's that's hard. Uh, it's hard for your quarterback and to put your quarterback in that that position because you you know you're going to have to throw the ball and um, you know routes are a little bit deeper and things like that. But I thought overall. Um, you know, for the most part, played played pretty well. You know, obviously we'll watch it tomorrow and, and make a better assessment of that. Look, I know you were shorthanded on offense, but it seemed like a lot of times the offense was in the huddle, not coming to the line until we're ten seconds left on the on the play clock. There was no up tempo. I mean, why why do you think that was? I just got to get the play in sooner. Confusion? No, uh, there's no confusion. I just got to get the play in sooner. 
Do you have any idea on the I'll, I'll find out tonight and then uh, probably in the morning. Did that, you know. Did that change anything you had to do, particularly your one game? Change? What do you mean? Oh, was laying out? Was laying out? Did that um, you no, no, I didn't change anything. No. How do you think some of the younger receivers play? Um, I'll evaluate the film tomorrow and let you know. Early in the fourth quarter, you had a fourth and two. That you're on 39. Did you consider calling for it there or was field position? Field position. I just feel like the cornerbacks held up against uh, obviously a matchup with the. Well, they played well, you know. Just a quick observation: I thought they they played well, you know. Um, obviously, you know they're a good football team, good passing team, and they did make some plays. But overall, I thought we we held up well. How do you think uh, Jordan Matthews handled uh, a pretty big role for just getting back? Yeah, he he did uh, did some good things. Um, you know, you'd like to uh, really again go back until I see the film tomorrow, but. Um, you know, he, he he knew the offense. He knew you know he knew the game plan. You know, I didn't didn't shy away from anything. You know, play call wise. Did they make any adjustments at the half in terms of their defense? No. Still the same. Pretty much the defense. same defense uh, throughout the whole game. Yeah. yeah. You spoke about the third and longs. You were did, did you run the ball as much as as you planned to, or as much as you wanted to? I mean, you always like like to maybe run it a few more times. You know. Uh, Sometimes you get in a game like this, and when it's again, you're either second and ten or second and eleven, maybe second and nine. It, it kind of, you know, uh, it, it, it you're not staying ahead. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's that was kind of our struggle in the run game tonight. Something we got to look at and uh, fix before next week. The decision not to use a jai was just too quick of a turnaround for him yeah. coming in on Friday. Yeah. How was it that the injuries affected how you went about? Game planning this week, not knowing exactly about Alshon and Jordan. You, bring um, bodies. you know, we still game plan the same, and we, we feel like that. Uh, you know, uh, with with Zach and Dallas, you know, we can do some things there. Obviously, with our runners, Miles, and and, and and again, listen, give give them credit. They did a nice job on defense, kind of taking those players away, and and we knew that coming into this game, and and uh, we just didn't make enough plays. So, from a game plan standpoint, uh, we went about it the same way. Um, and then, and then used used different you know formations. Tried to move some guys around to try to try to free up some of the uh, some of the routes. How much do you feel like you missed uh, Jordan and his inside running ability? I mean, yeah, you always miss uh, you know players, and, and he's one of them. Alshon's one. You, you know, you'd love to have Deshaun out there, or Sproles, and all those guys too. But this is football, and and uh, you know you got to coach up the guys you got. Did you get an explanation on the forced fumble by Malcolm Jenkins when they told you you couldn't challenge? Uh, yeah, supposedly forward progress, whistleblown forward progress, so you can't challenge that. Did you did you get get another look at it, or did the guys at the booth tell you whether they thought that was? Yeah, I mean, it, it was obviously yeah, but it was it was a mute mute point at that time. Patriots first drive in the second half, they come out go no huddle, so it's just some game agreed to them get you off guard or anything you could have done. Yeah, I mean, it was you know something that uh, you anticipate. Um, they're a good no huddle team, and. Um, just just caught us uh, caught us in a situation where where we were a little out of position on the on the uh, on the double pass and it was just well executed play by them. Did you give any thought to going up tempo uh, offensively? Um, yeah, but again, you know, you can go up tempo all you want if you're you know if you're moving the ball. And I felt like in the second half we weren't doing that, so it was kind of hard to really kind of get any kind of rhythm going. If you look at the offense big picture, what? Excuse me. If you look at the offense big picture, what makes you think? It's going to be better. There's going to be more firepower as you go forward here. 
Well, we, we've proven that. I mean, we've proven it when, when we have everybody healthy. When I mean everybody, I, mean, I know we haven't had Deshaun the whole season. and and uh, But when you have, you know, your guys out there with Alshon out there and Jordan out there, I mean, you, we've proven that. You know, we've, we've been able to execute and, and move. This is, listen, this is a good football team. It's a good defense coming in here. It's a great third down defense. Were we third and three for 13 or something like that on third down? We knew that going into this football game. So, yeah, you'd love to have all your guys. Um, but this is the National Football League. And and the next man has to step up and make plays. And, and again tonight we just didn't we didn't do that. Carson was sacked a lot in the first half. Did you feel it maybe just hold the ball too long? You know I think a couple times um, it might be might might have been the case. But again with so much again with so much man to man coverage that uh, uh, and some of their cover two stuff that um, you know again we got to do a better job on the perimeter and and uh, execute a little bit better. Okay. Uh, the turnover I had, we, we can't be doing that. I, I got to be better than that. Um, left some plays out there, uh, missed some throws. You know, that's uh, a couple penalties. You know, that's that's football sometimes. But against a good team like that, we got to clean that up. So you guys had the ball down to your driving late in the game, and you had it um, like you know the twenty. What happened on those those four uh, next those four next plays? Um, just missed a couple. You know, just miscues. Um, you know, they made some plays too. You know, they made a couple plays, and, and hats off to them. They had a, had a really good game plan, um, especially late there. Um, but that's frustrating, especially the way we, we were able to move the ball, get down there, and then we kind of just uh, were stagnant there at the end. What was their game plan, especially on that last drive? Um, you know, they do a good job of kind of keeping it simple, but um, what they do is they, they do it really well and, you know, mixing up the man coverage and how they play their leverages and techniques and, um, you know, what they do with the safeties and all of that. And then they throw in cover two in there as well and mix in some pressures and um, they do a really good job. You know, they do a good job, but, um, you know, I thought we were we were ready for it. We prepared. We just didn't execute it well enough. Did Lane Johnson's um, injury affect you guys? I mean, you know, you had that long drive in the second quarter, then you couldn't really get anything going after that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know the status of Lane or what's going on. Uh, you know, I'm going to be checking in on him and praying for him. But, um, you know, not to discredit Lane at all because, I mean, shoot, he's probably the best right tackle in, in football. But um, we feel we have a, a really good really good depth at, at that position and Big V able to step in and, um, you know, a ton of confidence in him. So I don't think that was uh, the deal breaker by any means. Carson, on the last uh, pass that you threw, did you think that was a touchdown? Say that again? On that last pass that you threw, did you think that was a touchdown? The Hail Mary? Uh, shoot, did it even get there? I don't think it even got to the goal line. So, no, I didn't. To Aguilar? Um, I didn't get to really see it. Um, you know, they brought cover zero and um, just tried to try to give him a chance, and we just, just missed it. Carson, what do you think the reason was for the lack of execution offensively? I mean, why couldn't the, you guys get anything started? Yeah, it's hard hard to say. You know, right now we'll go back and watch the tape, as you know, as we always say. But um, you know, like I said, they had a really good plan. You know, that's they always do. Um, you know, that, that's a really good defense. Um, so hats off to them. They did a great job taking away some things that we wanted to do. Um, it's frustrating because we came out, you know, pretty hot. You know, we didn't convert that first drive, but got three points, and then went down and scored, um, and then that was it. You know, that was it for our, our offense. So um, you know, hats off to them. They played a great, great uh, defensive game, but we got. Be better. On that last drive, the couple misses you had, were there any common theme in those? Um, trying to remember. Um, 
Yeah, those are, you know, those two um, definitely darts that, you know, I think we both want to have back, just not on the same page a little bit. And, and one, I, one I'm definitely missed, um, I got to be better in, in those situations. I got to be better and put it on him, um, give him a chance. You know, they, they made a couple of good plays on, on the other ones. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's frustrating to, to be right there and then, you know, fail to execute four straight times. How much did no Alshon and no Jordan Howard? Something you guys probably didn't find out until later in the week. How much did that affect the offense? Yeah, I mean, you know, those guys are great players. Those guys are great players. And, um, you know, they, they mean a lot to this offense. But um, kind of the same thing I said in regards to Lane Johnson with, with Big V stepping in. You know, we have a lot of confidence in, um, you know, J-Matt being back here and stepping in and, and J.J. getting more reps and, um, you know, and Miles and Boston stepping up. So I um, had a lot of confidence in those guys. I thought they, they, did, they did well today. I'll have to, again, see the tape. Um, but, you know, I don't think that was the, the difference maker either. Carson, sometimes when you guys struggle offensively, tempo helps. It doesn't seem – like you went that way today was that because some of the newer guys in there maybe that wasn't as easy to do um i think it was you know maybe part of it i think you know also just what, what the patriots do and how they played defensively we thought um we could you know scheme it better uh, you know getting in the huddle and everything and um so yeah that just wasn't a huge part of our, our game plan today Carson, some of these questions about lack of offensive firepower are not new questions, obviously. What what makes you think it's going to be different or it's going to be better on these, these final six games or so? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I, I get to see all these guys at practice, you know, and I think, uh, you know, everyone in here and, and the public doesn't get to see that. And so I have a lot of confidence in the guys that uh, when, when their number is called that they're going to make plays. And obviously we haven't necessarily put it on, on the film, um, put it on the field. You know, I, I know I definitely want a couple of them back today. But um, like I said, I get to see these guys at practice. I get to work with them, and I have a ton of confidence that uh, that it will be there and we'll get it going. You were sacked a handful of times in the first half. How did you view um, why this occurred? Um, I got to get rid of the ball. I got to get rid of the ball. You know, they, they you know had some, had some good coverages and stuff, but I got to get rid of the ball and be better with that. So you wanted to stay in the huddle and, and scheme things. It just seemed a lot of times you're coming out of the huddle with 10 seconds left on the on the play clock. I mean, is that really a, an optimum amount of time to kind of diagnose what the defense is showing you? Um, you know, I mean, too, we'd all say we'd love to get out of the huddle with 20 seconds left, and that you know, that's, that's always would be ideal. But that's just not the the way the, the game goes. Sometimes there's always um, a lot of things, a lot of moving pieces, you know, personnel um, getting lined up, all that stuff. So um, without a doubt, that's something that we we want to be better at, but. Um, um, you know, with the ebbs and flows of the game, you know, that tends to happen sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always tough to, to go 95 or whatever. Um, we were able to do it the second drive, you know, and I thought that was really big for us and um, gave us some confidence there. But um, like I said, we just stalled out too many times. And um, again, the Patriots, did, they, they did a great job defensively, you know, special teams wise. Um, and we just didn't get it done today. What moves did they make in the second half? They really seemed to shut you down extraordinarily. Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say they. Again, I have to watch the tape, but I don't think they did anything kind of crazy. We just kind of um, didn't make our plays, you know. And, I, and like I said earlier, it starts with me. I got to be better. I, I got to distribute the ball better, get rid of it. Um, we got to be able to stay ahead of the chains and all those things. But like I said, it starts with me, and um, you know we'll get it fixed. The defense obviously had a very good game. What was the interplay like between, you know, when they would come off the field after third three and out? Um, Yeah, the the defense played great. You know, hats off to our defense. 
playing the way they did today. We didn't make it easy on them offensively a handful of times, um, but they played great. So, you know, that's always that much more frustrating for us as an offense to, to know our defense played the way they did um, and we didn't help them out or get it done. You speak to us often about third downs. You were 3 of 13 tonight. I, I know that's a good third down defense, but yeah. what needs to be better there on third downs? <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's not something that we um, – Something that we definitely pride ourselves on is third downs, and, and we didn't we didn't do it well today. Plain and simple, you know they 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 outplayed us on that down. You know I I, I got fooled a couple times. I got to be better. Um, like I said, it starts with me. But um, yeah, shoot, that's something that we got to take a hard look at and uh, and get fixed. What was, what was working, you know, on that long drive between the first and the second quarters, and then you know why couldn't you guys sustain it after that? Yeah. Uh, I wish I wish I knew the answer to that. Um, you know, the, those first two drives, you know, we had the, the big penalty and everything. And the second drive, um, we were just able to mix it up really well, you know, and, and with the run game, the screens, and um, just converting, you know, on third downs. And, and it seemed after that we kind of just didn't execute uh, to, to the level that we expect to and that we need to against a good team like that. You've had a lot of those long drives uh, this year. But absent you know, chunk plays, how hard is it to sort of sustain – having to have those long drives in order to score. Yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head. It, it is tough, especially against a good defense and, you know, being able to, to take chunk plays and get explosive plays. Uh, we got to keep being creative and find, find ways to do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, it seems to be our recipe is to, is to grind it out, you know, ball control, um, run, throw, you know, just move the pocket, those sorts of things. And, um, you know, when you make a couple mistakes like we did today, like the fumble I had and, and those types of things, um, makes it tough for us. Thank you, guys. All right. Good afternoon, guys. Doug, if you had scored uh, at the end of the game, would you have gone for two? point. Yeah. I, I, can I elaborate? Yeah, of course. Please. Yeah. Um, I just felt like at that time, too, our defense was playing outstanding. I mean, outside of the start of the third quarter where they went down a score and they scored on a trick play, our defense played really well. They punted the rest of the game. So um, – I felt like at that point you, you you tie the game, get a chance maybe to go to overtime and, and win it there. So he's late. He's late. Protocol. He's in a protocol. Yeah. What play did he get hurt? It was he came out after that touchdown drive. I don't know specifically what the play was, but it was after that drive that uh, uh, he came to the sideline and and uh, we checked him and had to put him in the protocol. Tell us how long, what stage he is in the protocol? Well, it's still it's still early, so it's it's I guess stage one of the five stage program. So stage one. I know it's kind of hard to maybe quantify it, but um, how much of the offense's struggles after he went out were because he was out? I mean, it, it affected the run game a little bit um, from the standpoint of, you know, him and Brandon working together, you know, and getting those reps during the week. Um, still got a lot of confidence, obviously, in Big V. He, he filled in there. Um, but, that, that you know, it's, it's a loss. I mean, you're talking about a, you know, a, a Pro Bowl caliber you know, right tackle, and, and he and Brandon together do some great things. And so um, it affects you a little bit, um, you know, with the running game. Any thought about uh, getting Dillard reps on that side? Or? You know, going into the game, obviously, he was, you know, JP's status during the week, obviously, he was still working at left tackle. Um, but moving forward, if, if you know, again, depending on Lane's, Lane's status at the end of the week, um, the, the plan would be to, to, to work Dillard a little bit at right tackle. Defense was it the fact that Link wasn't out there? Was it the fact you guys were trying to pass the ball more? What, what yes. Kind of 
Yeah. All the above. Um, you know, it, it, some of it was Lane, but but uh, you know, it's not all on on that. You know, injury obviously it happens during during the course of the game. The other thing was just we we did struggle to kind of get positive yards in the run game. Um, you know, and sustain positive yards. And and you know, we might have one good play, and then we might take a step back, or there was a penalty, and so. You know, and then too, as the game progressed, I felt like that, you know, in order for us to kind of get ourselves in a position to score and tie it, we needed to find an explosive play. And so the passing game became, uh, you know, a, a little more uh, important at that time. As a follow up to that, Miles Sanders is someone who's provided that for you. Were you trying to get him involved in the passing game? Were the Patriots following him up? Or just yeah, we were. And, and of course, the Patriots, you know, they, they put a, D, a DB on him, they put a linebacker on him a couple of times. Um, as as they did Zach for the majority of the game, uh, so yeah, you know they they schemed him up as well, and and uh, but yeah, it wasn't for lack of trying. How are Alshon and uh, Jordan looking for next week? Um, right now, you know, uh, each one is, is is they're doing well. Um, you know, we'll have another injury report on Wednesday, obviously after after the the practice there, but um, not going to go into a lot of detail with either one of them, but but both of them are are progressing. Nicely. It would have been a heck of a catch. Uh, it would have been a heck of a catch. Um, the angle he was on, and, and I, I don't know if the you know if the wind moved the ball at all, but he was having to bend back over, you know, kind of over his shoulder. It would have been it would have been a spectacular catch if he had got it. And uh, you know, he's I'm sure he's beating himself up for not making that play. On Dillard, when you say he'll he'll practice uh, on the right side this week, if if Lane can't go, do you mean with the starters or? Uh, as a backup, with the starters. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Okay. Yeah. With the starters. Okay. Jim, Jimmy dialed up some extra pressure a good deal against Brady, which is not generally when he gets the ball out as well. Does that speak to a growing confidence in the back end that they can hold their own as they get a little healthier? That he felt a little more confident to bring guys. Yeah, I, I think that's what you're seeing with uh, with uh, you know the health of Darby now and Jalen back there, Avante uh, back in there. Um, you know, and, and Rodney, Malcolm, those guys. Uh, so it, it does help when, when you can hold up on the perimeter uh, to be able to dial up a few more pressures and, and get to the quarterback. And you, you got you, you, you have to do that uh, against against great quarterbacks to try to try to disrupt some timing. So what's, what's the plan for Jay and Jay this week? I mean, obviously you signed him on Friday, so I would assume that's why. You yeah, yeah. Him. I mean, obviously we, you signed him late, so. You know, um, it was just kind of an emergency situation if we needed him, you know, in that football game yesterday. But it, we'll, we'll incorporate him, you know, if, uh, again, if Jordan, um, like Lane, if he, you know, doesn't practice or whatever during the week, then we definitely will get Jay ready to go. Why was the timing on that the way it was? If Jordan Howard hadn't been cleared for contact and it took until Friday to bring Jay? He, he wasn't cleared for contact, but he was working individual drills. So we had optimistic, you know, we were optimistic that, that he, you know, optimistic that, that he was going to maybe be available for the game. That's why it was later in the week than earlier. What's the biggest what, key two point uh, that that Wentz should take away from this past game? Um, I think I think you know when he looks at this game, and, and I'm sure he already has, um, that that there were opportunity, there were opportunity in the passing game uh, to to. To, to make uh, to make some plays, I think that he would agree with agree with that, and and just really, you know, he doesn't have to feel like that he has to make all the plays. You know, even though he touches the ball and he is a quarterback, and, and we ask him to do a lot, 
just let the offense kind of work and, and, and let the guys around you make the plays, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think that's, that's a, that's a takeaway and you don't have to feel like, and I think maybe as the game progressed, we all kind of maybe felt like there was a little bit of a, a pressing going on, you know, like we were trying to make that play um, uh, against that great defense. And, and you really don't have to do that. Just let things, let things unfold. And um, I can do a better job as far as maybe being a little more patient in the run game and helping them out that way. And, and uh, that's a takeaway that, you know, obviously each week that I, I look at for myself and 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 yet um, and, and, I, and I keep going back to and, and it's not about one guy, as you know. I mean, it takes 11 on offense. So we got to do better up front in protection. Obviously, the backs have got to do a better job there as well. And then and then, uh, you know, our skill guys have to get open. So there's a combination of a lot of things that uh, we can t- all take away from this game. Did you see any examples when, uh, when he was holding the ball along in the pocket and couldn't find guys open? But when maybe he could have either extended the play by moving outside the pocket and getting guys to move around or to run on his own. I mean, there's always those opportunities. Um, Patriots had uh, a lot of lot of line games and stunts, you know, throughout the game, and and uh, there were a couple of free runners uh, on on our quarterback, and and so you know you, you're trying to go timing and rhythm with the throw, and the next thing you know is being disrupted by a game. So those are all things that we can we can fix and and work on. Um, you know, this week because we're going to see the same same style again with Seattle. Uh, it all seems to be. It seems like it cr- in the first half with running and passing. What we got away from the run, I think, a little bit in the second half. Only nine carries. What was the reason for that? I think again, just um, you know, trying to find that explosive play um, and 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 kind of like what we had in the first half. I mean, we had we did have a nice balance as you mentioned, but at the same time. You know, for me, I was I was looking for that, and there were opportunities because we we started getting you know even though Dallas had, had dropped the one pass, you know those deep cross routes were starting to kind of come open against their man coverage. We hit some in breaking routes. We had some opportunities there, and so you kept for me, I kept going back to those types of plays and and uh, you know trying to you know uh, hopefully get that explosive play, and then mix the run in after that, you know. Um, throughout the course of the second half and then once we got later in the game we were more in a in a two-minute mode obviously trying to trying to get ourselves in a position to school it does seem like Harson's missed more open guys uh than he has in the past um do you agree with that and if so any any ideas what's happening there well i think i think there's always opportunity to hit you know more receivers you know during a game you know and in each week's a little bit different the circumstances are different you know pass protection, the rush, all that stuff can affect can affect your eyes, can affect your movement of the pocket, and it can affect your accuracy. I mean, that's just all part of playing the position and playing this game. The other thing is we have to do a better job of of coaching, you know, our skill guys um, versus man-to-man, bump and run, things like that. Keep working that in practice, uh, presenting that picture properly in practice, and, and that's really the only way you can continue to get better. And, um if, if you do more of that, then then you'll be better off in games. How much of that is on is on Carson? Are you saying it's really just on? on it's on else? everybody. It's on everybody because it's not just the quarterback position. Even though, again, it seems like the quarterback always gets kind of the either the credit or the blame, but it still takes the protection. You know, we we miss the backs. I mean, you, you look at the backs. I mean, we miss some protection there, right? Or or got edged just a little bit and. And with some of the games and things like that, that all disrupts timings of court, you know, the timing of the quarterback. So there's enough to go around that that uh, uh, in coming out of this game, 
things that didn't show up maybe in the last two games or the last three games, but showed up in this game that we can get better moving forward. So you've had a lot of long drives this year, and you had the 16-play drive that ate up like nine minutes. And you mentioned earlier about you know not being able to hit on those chunk plays. So from the quarterback perspective, how difficult is it for for the quarterback to to sort of have to sustain those long drives and almost kind of be perfect uh, on long drives? Yeah, I mean, if you just look at our average field position, you know, the starting field position, it wasn't great. You know, it was uh, well back, you know, uh, 80 plus yards on most of them. And it is, it's hard in this, in this league, especially against good defenses, it's hard to go, you know, 80, 85 yards all the time and, and try to score. So you'd, you'd love to, you know, um, and we had opportunities on defense to create some turnovers too. So, you know, that, those two things go hand in hand. Um, so the field position game is important, you know, and, and it felt like, especially in the second half where we felt backed up, which we were, and then punting, and then they're getting the ball up around midfield and then punting again, and we're backed up again. So, you know, those are all things that, um, you know, those are they're hard. I mean, it's hard to overcome and, and especially sustain multiple drives of, say, 80-plus yards. After the game, Carson was hard on himself about the fumble. But this has come up a few times now this season, last season. What are you seeing in terms of the fumbles? Well, it was just – it was unfortunate. I mean, he got hit right on the arm, right on the hand, and, and the ball the ball came out. Obviously, you know, you don't like that and you don't want that, especially deep in your own in your own end like that. But, you know, we just we just continue to preach ball security to all our players, you know, all our skill guys. And, and uh, you know, uh, when we get a chance to coach him up, we'll, we'll coach him up on the progression of the play and, and try to help him, you know, in that situation. You mentioned the opportunity for turnovers. What did you make of that call uh, to – say forward progress on the fumble that Jenkins caught? Yeah, I guess, you know, whistle blew, forward progress was stopped, and nothing I could do about it. Did the whistle blow on the field? Yeah. yeah. So I understand, um, you're, not, I understand you're not in charge of personnel, which is how he's available. I'll ask you, what is the organizational thinking behind bringing back so many players this year that, that had either previously played for the Eagles or that it's actually in every circumstance that previously played for the Eagles. Well, when 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 you look at the kind of the big picture league wide of all the you know talent players who are out there who maybe uh, have worked out for other teams, uh, maybe not you know obviously they're not signed anywhere right now. Um, there, there are a lot of good players out there, um, but at the same time, when it when it comes down to, to guys that can come in and help us, like right now, especially in Jay's situation, um, they, they've been a part of our system. They know our culture. They know our offense, or if it's a defensive player, they know know our defensive you know system. So it it, it it's guys that can they can come in and, and sort of plug and play, um, even though there's a you know, and and, and you, you never know. I mean, I'm. You're talking about personnel. You got to think about injury history, obviously, with every player, not just the ones we sign or our own guys. But there's injury history. There's, you know, who's who's available, who's working out for which teams, um, you know, things like that. So, you know, uh, we're always looking. We're always, uh, you know, if there's an injury, you know, who's who's the next best available, you know, out there that uh, can come in and help us. Thank you.
P-G-N. <laughs>